This is Blaine's personal notes, recording day 12 of life in the city. It's a few days after the Heart State incident. The fog has mysteriously cleared up, and the man at the center of it is nowhere to be found. I'm not super certain of what happened to him, but I suspect it's connected to the rest of the strangeness of the city. So far, I haven't been able to find anything, but that's why I'm going to the library, right? Answers are always somewhere out there. I just have to find them. Let's start with a layout of what I have so far. The Hall of Public Records was super useful with giving geography layouts, old city planning maps, and a ledger of official workers. They have just about everything, well, until about 1975. For whatever reason, there's not really anything older than that. So far, all I've been able to dig up is like a couple of old newspaper articles from the 50s, but not much else. I spent a decent amount of time combing through everything, making copies where I can, but there's only so much you can do when the records get cut short. So, that's why I'm here. The library on Main Street. It's a lot bigger, and hopefully a lot more expansive than that Hall of Public Records. So far, I have a decent stack of boxes here on the table. I just need to get through it and see if there's actually anything to help me in my research. Um, hello there. These are, these are all my boxes, you see. I'm doing research in a thing and I kind of need all this for my project. Look, if I'm taking up too much space, I can, I can always move. Like, it's no problem at all. I just, um, yeah. What are you up to with all those boxes? Oh, um, you, you mean all this? Yeah, <laughs> it, it's just it's just research, honestly. I'm just trying to figure out this city. I've been here about a month, and I'm still trying to figure this place out. I mean, it's super weird, you know? I just hope that I can make sense of how all of this happened, or something. Yeah, I get the feeling. I was dropped here about a year ago. For whatever reason, they put me in charge of a movie theater. I'm not even old enough to go to a bar. Seriously? That's so crazy. Like, strange, I mean. You know, I got dropped in a radio station myself, and <laughs> I have no idea how I got there. I'm not even legally an adult yet, but still, this place is crazy. And you know, I don't feel like I can do a whole lot, so... This is the least I can do to just figure things out. Well, if you're looking into stuff, I don't recommend going to the old Chronicle issues. They're nothing but fluff. They'll waste your time. Huh. Sounds like you have experience with this type of thing. You're not the first to ask questions about this place. Well, if you know what you're talking about, do you mind lending a hand? There's a lot here, and... 
I could use help getting through it. Plane's personal notes, day 24 in the city. Marina and I just got back from camping, and honestly, it was kind of fun. Forest was nice, and the whole retreat was super quiet and cozy. It's honestly the type of vacation where you almost forget you're being held against your will in some sort of ominous magic city. <laughs> you know, almost. The research of the city continues at a slow and steady pace. I've almost finished filling up my first notebook with notes and working theories about whatever is going on here. It's impressive how much I've gotten done, but at the same time it isn't much. The information is all there and it's laid out before me, but none of it is connecting together. I'll have a strange day in the city recording it on somebody's journal mixed in with a report of some sort of disco-related accident, and then another thing and another, and there's so much here, but there's nothing connecting days or events together. It's all just a continual stream of consciousness from people in a city who don't question how they got here. I just... I can see the individual pieces, but I can't see the bigger picture. There is just so much info, and it stacks all around me in big piles, but I'm not sure what to do with it. Maybe it's time to start organizing. Anyways, that's how things are going on that front. As for life in the station, I think it's going alright. The other day, I got to go out to the Moonridge Movie Theater to interview its owners since he was involved with something in the whole fog incident on Heart's Day. The host for the morning show, Rex Adams, I think his name was, he's trying to do a whole investigation piece, so I decided to help out since they're a little short-staffed. Anyways, the whole details don't matter. It's for research for, like, a whole radio thing or whatever. But what's here's what's kind of crazy. I heard rumors that the owner of the Moon Ridge was quite the interesting type of guy. Like, the morning show's intern warned me to be super careful and be on my best behavior because apparently this guy is super mean and brutally honest about it. Allegedly, this movie theater owner pulled movies from the screen just a few days after coming out. There's also talk about he's, how he's thrown out potential investors and other people. And also, he doesn't do well in interviews, apparently. So basically, they just sent in the new child to the studio who had no idea what to expect. It's great. I went in there expecting some old, tough, shrewd guy, like a turtleneck in Hatred for the Living World. You know, kind of like that one guy. From, from that from that cartoon movie with the rat, whatever it's called. Well, it doesn't matter because I didn't get that. Instead, what I got was Issa. So do you remember that guy a couple weeks ago that helped me in the library? Well, turns out that's the same person. 19-year-old Issa Kazak, proud owner of the Moon Ridge Movie Theater, 
Asian American just like me, and knower of library archives. It was interesting running into him again, especially like in a work context. Like here he was perfectly prepared to yell at some poor intern, and there I was fully prepared to be some sort of sassy interviewing journalist, but instead it was just us. We had a decent interview, like, I wouldn't say super great, but it was solid stuff. Good enough for Mr. Adams' whole interview research thing. And, well, after that, I swear the interview just devolved into us talking about, you know, life and other stuff. He's super sarcastic. And, like, on the outside, Issa always acts cold and cynical to most of the world. But honestly, for me, it feels more like an act he puts up to protect himself. I mean, East is a kid trying to shoulder a grown-up job. He has so many different responsibilities to handle, and wouldn't be surprised if there was a lot of resistance against him. So, we ended up talking for several hours, and by the time I checked my watch, it was just about time for me to leave to work. I was super frazzled after that, like, I had to cut the nose, I had to clean up the whole area, but there wasn't enough time to clean up all of the stuff, and Lisa told me not to worry about it too much. He said I could come pick it up after I get off work, and he'd, he'd take care of it. Honestly, it was really cool of him. I don't know, Lisa's just a really cool guy, super funny smart, and claims to have an amazing taste in movies. I'm not sure about that last part, but I guess we'll just have to wait and see on that front. I mean, I'm going back later to pick up my stuff, so maybe he could show me a couple of his favorite movies. That'd be fine, right? Blaine's personal notes, day 36 in the city. And boy, what a day has it been. I feel like a superstar. Marina is out sick because of the whole sky whale thing, which, side note, we're going to have to address one of these days, but that day is not today. And anyways, I had to fill in for her, so I was live on the air tonight. It wasn't perfect, but what is these days? The point is, I got to be in charge, and it felt pretty dang good. In high school, I was always in the background of the broadcasting team. I mean, the AV club had me run the soundboard. Part of it was because nobody believed I had a strong enough voice for broadcast, and also it's because I understood the equipment better than anyone else. Anyways, point is, I never got my shot there. But now, as a personal win, it's a big day. But let us not forget that it is also a big day for the entire research project I've been working on. I got to share a lot of my working theories with the public. Huge chunks of my brain have been spattered across the airs for everybody to see and hear. Even the sheriff called me specifically to threaten. It's scary, but it's also encouraging. I mean, I must be doing something right if I can piss off the people in power. Oh, hey. I just got a text from Issa. He says congrats on breaking through the facade. 
It looks like you're onto something. Want to come over and celebrate? Huh. You know, that sounds super nice, so... Yeah. Yeah, let's go do that. Blaine's personal notes, day 79. I've officially moved into my own place, and there's a lot of mixed feelings going on there. On one hand, I've reached a stage in adulthood I never thought I'd get to. It's a nice condo, and it all belongs to me. I should be pretty proud of myself, but on the other hand, I heard a really good friend in the process. Marina's not talking to me for now, and at the moment, I think that's the best option. I'll have to make it up to her, somehow. Anyways, I just finished moving everything I had over. There's some furniture and stuff in here, but not really a lot. There was a lot of things I had to buy, like lights and foods and decorations just to make the space feel better. Isa helps me put up most of the things. Honestly, I don't know what I'd do without him. I don't know what I'd do. He's been supportive. And honestly, just a rock when I need him. I mean, yesterday we spent a few solid hours just organizing all of my notes and stuff on the conspiracy wall of my living room. It was a jumbled mess before he sorted it out with me. So, yeah. But as nice as this condo is, it didn't come with a bed. So today, Issa and I went out to go find one. There's a couple of different furniture and mattress stores in the city, and so we scored them on some sort of fun adventure together. I mean, the first couple of stores, it was like a mattress firm and something else, and they were all right, but... Well, it didn't really click until we went to Lynn's Badland, and well, things got interesting. We were looking at a couple of box frames, and the lady working there came over to help. It was the normal stuff. Hi, what kind of bed were you thinking? How are you guys doing? What's your price range? And then, how long have you two been together? Well, that last one caught me off guard. It caught us both off guard. I mean, Lisa and I are close, but, but I never really thought about it, you know? So I didn't really know what to say, so I looked over at him, and he looked over at me, and both of us just sort of stood there fumbling around for the right thing to say. Neither really knew what would be the right thing to say. So I just moved on, left that moment in unresolved silence, and bought a bed. I don't know. I've never been in a relationship before. Where I come from, that type of thing was always frowned upon until you were older and more mature, you know, whatever that means. So, I'm not really sure what to think about this whole deal. I'm not really sure what to feel in regards to Issa. All I know is that I really like having him in my life, and I don't just want that to end. I don't know. I'm gonna have to think about this. Luckily, I have nothing but silence to help me do that. Gosh dang it, Darian, are you breaking into my house again? 
Blaine's records, day 86. After digging around the station's archives, I found a lot of interesting tapes that appear to be from some sort of city official. They're all of a woman talking to some guy named Dante. Who this man is remains a question, but I'm digging through it with all the rest of the things that I'm digging through because this is how I choose to spend the time I am given. Anyway, I played a couple of the tapes on air, hopefully trying to get the public involved, and also trying to spark something. Well, something was sparked, and it was an interesting reaction that is going to make a personal appearance in my nightmares tonight. Not the point, okay? There is an entity on the loose. I have confirmation, but who cares? That's not what I'm focusing on. Issa finally called me. After weeks of silence, I finally talked to Issa again. We both needed time to process and to think about what happened at Lid's Badland, and, well, I was starting to worry that maybe things were too weird, that we were just drifting apart, and then he called me. My heart nearly stopped when I heard his voice again. Honestly, just hearing him say my name, like, I think my entire body just melted right there. We, it was it was interesting at first. We talked about casual things, like what the other one has been up to, recent movies, and anything really to just dance around the issue that was on both of our minds. So we stumbled, we talked for a bit, then we decided to meet up. So we went out and did that, and it was a bit of stumbling, but didn't take long to fall back into a familiar rhythm. Like, it was like no time had passed at all. I just, I don't know what it is, but it just feels so natural to talk to him. Honestly, I feel like it was like half an hour or so. I don't know, but I let down my guard. And after a while, Issa got really quiet. Smile fell from his face, and I could tell something was up. So he turned to me and asked if I liked him. But not like, like, but like, 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 you know? And, well, I thought about it for a minute. And then I told him that I don't really know. I've never really done the whole romance thing before. So, I'm not really sure what it feels like. And after that, he nodded, and then he said he hadn't really done it either. But at the same time, he wanted to try figuring things out with me, if I wanted to. And well, I said, yeah, I, I, I think I would like that. So here we are. Things are in an interesting place. And I'm not sure what to make of what I'm feeling. Like, my hands are shaking, and I feel like I just ran a mile. Which, for context, is to say that I feel weak and ripped apart, because Blaine is a lot of things, but a runner is not one of them. Anyways, we have a day planned in a couple of days, and I'm so excited. I'm so terrified. All of my previous dating experience was just me cosplaying as a cishet guy. Oh gosh, I have no idea what I'm doing. What do I even wear? 
Uh, this is a lot of pressure to think about. I should I should call Marina. Yeah, Marina's gonna help. Blaine's personal notes, day 88. Right now, I'm outside the Willow, one of the fancier jazz hop cafes in the city. It's a wide space with a massive tree growing right inside the restaurant. Most people report that this place is super charming and romantic. And currently today, it is open mic poetry night at the Willow. And I happen to have a poem in my pocket. Marina helps me pick it out from the dozens of stacks cluttering the office. So, will it be good? I really hope. Right now, I don't know. My heart is pounding. I feel like a limping gazelle about to be mauled by a lion. And research assures me that this is like totally normal, but I still feel like it's a warning, you know? It's like, what if I do something wrong? Like, what if I mess this up? I mean, this could go wrong in so many ways, and I could just... Oh. Hi. You okay? Oh, me? Yeah, I'm I'm fine. Just, just a little nervous, you know? Yeah. <laughs> me too. But it's okay. Let's just try to have fun. Right, yeah. <sighs> okay, let's do this. Um, hi everyone. My name is Blaine Cho. Some of you might know me from the night show on 87.7 FM, but that's not important right now. Because right now, I have a special poem that I want to read to a special someone. Isa, I don't know what we have, but I know that I like it, and well, I like having you in my life, so this is for you. I'm usually smart and know what to do, yet here there's only one thing I know. I just want to see you. We spend our lives chasing things to get to, and what do we have to show? I'm usually smart and know what to do. How long did it take until I knew? And now I'm here under the night's strange glow. I just want to see you. Your honey sweet words have pulled me through. And yet I'm left clueless on just where to go. I'm usually smart and know what to do. My head tries to argue with what my heart knows is true. Feel the anxiety grow, and yet, I just want to see you. Whatever's ahead, I have no real clue, but every thought of you pulls me close. I'm usually smart and know what to do, but right now, I just want to see you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank, Thank you, everybody. everybody. Yeah. Dream Girl City is a production by N.J. Schulz. It was written and produced by N.J. Schulz. The voice of Blaine was N.J. Schulz. The voice of Issa was Cameron T. Special thanks to everybody who's been supporting us and getting the word out there on our podcast. 
Want to say hello? Want to submit a poem? Want to help the community and cult grow further? Email this and more to dreamgirlcityradio at gmail.com or look us up on all our social medias. It feels so great to be out here with all of you once again, and I hope you're having a fun and happy heart stay wherever you are. Please be safe and please stay tuned. And until we meet again, just remember, it's a lot more honest to break their heart right from the start.